Welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. I am your host, Patrick Riley, and right next to me is a person who keeps me out of trouble from time to time. Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Yes, that's Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Welcome to this day after the big Star Wars vintage auction from uh, Final Frontier in Jacksonville, Florida. And I am kind of certain, or just by the look on your face, you are all rested up and uh, because you had a big dog nap right after the auction. Oh, yes. And how was that auction? This is Kimmy's uh, like one-minute review, a real quick non-paid review. This is the kind of review that you can trust because there's no strings attached. Kimmy, what did you think of the big event? Oh, that was a lot of fun. It was it was cool to see all the vintage Star Wars stuff and to see it go to good homes. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Now, there's one item out there or that happened at the auction that really stands out to you. Well, there are a couple of really nice posters. Ooh, yes, the vintage posters. Uh, some of them, uh, I think, uh, well, several of them really have not seen the light of day. They've been, you know, at least kept from uh, the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? How about that Revenge of the Jedi? Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Jedi and, you know, vintage uh, Star Wars, you know, New Hope and also uh, Empire Strikes Back posters just at the top of the And trading cards. How about those trading cards? Trading cards, yeah. There's so many things. And that nice painting. Oh, the painting by Chris King. That was a beautiful Stormtrooper, uh, Snowspeeder kind of thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was wicked, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Big, too. Mm-hmm. He is an artist beyond a shadow of a doubt. By the way, we have links to uh, Chris King right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, if you missed out on the big the big auction in Jacksonville, the people involved with that, Ed Tucker, who, by the way, we have to say thank you to, and John and the others uh, for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show to the event. Uh, there's another event just around the corner by them. Matter of fact, really, it's not that far off. It's Sunday, February 21st, 2016. It's the Retro-Rama Pop Culture Collectible Show. And a lot of uh, vintage toys, uh, dolls, models, comics, G.I. Joes, music, Ope, Star Wars, again, uh, games, TV, and movie memorabilia. Plus, uh, oh, like Barbie. And we mentioned posters. There'll be posters there, too. Lego items and much more. And special guest, Cindy Morgan from Tron and Caddyshack. You remember her, don't you, Kimmy? Oh, yes. We have links to Retrorama. Pop culture collectible show right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And by the way... Uh, I added video, which you can check on our Facebook page. Links to that right on our website, RileyandKimmy.com. Of the auction, I did actually a pre-auction uh, uh, little tour, so to give you an idea of some of the items that you may have missed out on. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's kind of a cool thing. You just kind of walk around and just a quick... It's not every single item, mm -hmm. but it, it's it's a lot of them. Just to give you an idea of what that big event was all about. And you can find that video through our website right on our Facebook page at RileyandKimmy.com. Right now, going to our studio lines, let's uh, see who's giving us a call to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hello, welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hey, guys, this here is Captain Rich giving you a call. Um, I just want to tell you just how much fun I had talking with you and spending time with you guys. I wish we could have had more time to just sit down and chit-chat just uh, as friends would do because, uh, you know, I just kind of felt you guys just were friends. I wanted to also uh, listen to the podcast, and uh, I'm going. This was just great. It was it was a lot of fun. The whole thing was, and uh, my segment, of course, was one I was really interested in listening to, and uh, I really enjoyed that as well. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys. Take care. Bye bye. It's great to hear from Captain Rich. Yeah, that was so nice. Yes, Captain Rich, a Misty Edge carriage rides. 
And we had the pleasure of meeting Captain Rich. And that was out at Renegers in Mount Dora, Renegers uh, Flea Market and Antique Center. And had a chance to uh, do a, a carriage ride with him. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we have a link to uh, Captain Rich's Misty Edge Carriage Rides right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com and Renegers as well. By the way, some events coming up at uh, Renegers, the Riley and Kimmy Show will be uh, attending and uh, be at uh, one of the uh, the first ones I can I can actually mention happens next month. That's January fifteenth uh, through the seventeenth. It's the Antiques Extravaganza. Now we have never been to the Antiques Extravaganza, but we've heard a lot about it from vendors and uh, just I guess I can say fans of the event. Mm-hmm. And we will uh, be. Uh, roaming that territory uh, uh the the grounds if you will and hope to uh, meet new people and also make them part of the riley and kimmy show we'll be recording uh, episodes uh when we attend correct kimmy yes and another big one which we've been to uh, more than one time is the steampunk industrial show mm, yes Right. That's going to be great. Yes, the Steampunk. Always in, is. Yes, the Steampunk Industrial Show running Saturday, uh, January 23rd through uh, Sunday, January 24th. That's at Renegers in Mount Dora, Florida. And our good friends, Phantasmagoria Orlando, will be on hand at this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley and Kim Show will be there. And just like uh, the Antiques Extravaganza, we'll be recording an episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. So we hope to uh, make you part of the episode, right, Kimmy? Mm, yes. That will be a big fun thing happening. And that's just around the corner. Links to uh, the Renegers events, Renegers itself, right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, clicking over into January, some things that uh, we can mention that are going to be happening that are nerd and pop culture related. Boy, I'm excited to announce that Mike Mundy from The Walking Dead, uh, one of the nicest individuals I've ever met who just happens to be a zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to believe uh, a zombie can be nice. Anyhow, uh, actor uh, Mike Mundy, or Michaels, he sometimes goes by, uh, will be in Florida for a couple of appearances. His first appearance will be on Saturday, January 9th, starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, running until 2 in the afternoon at Nerdtropolis Comics in Ormond Beach, Florida. Our good friend Taylor Blasco, the owner of Nerdtropolis, invited Mike to this event and will be hosting uh, this this fun event nerd related also zombie related i believe uh, there might be some walking dead deals that'll be going on mm-hmm. uh, that's at nerdtropolis comics which is by the way for those who do not know where uh, ormond beach is it is daytona beach metro uh, yes. a, a suburb of daytona beach mm-hmm. so it's worth the drive if you're in jacksonville or all the way i would say all the way past uh, melbourne uh going you know north south to head to this this fun event also in orlando it's easy to get to uh mm-hmm. you can find this uh i'm gonna have kimmy just basically describe where nerdropolis is sure it's right off of 95 on route one yes right off of uh 95 yes yes very easy to find right by that harley davidson dealer yes thing. very close to that can't miss it mm-hmm. and by the way if you've never been to nerdropolis there are photos available we have links right on our website at rileyandkimmy.com nerdropolis comics is a family-oriented uh, comic shop you don't have to worry about a certain adult theme you know environment going on there mm-hmm. yes it's clean it's yes. a, it's a place you can bring anybody from uh the family to uh you know the, including Anna and Taylor's going to go, man, don't say old, but you can bring great grandma to the to the store and not have to worry. Sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go, no, Patrick, don't talk like that. Now, I'm not saying it's uh, geared towards those who are, you know, 
Elsters, but you know anybody can go to the store. You don't have to worry about it. Absolutely. There. Yes, that's Nerdtropolis Comics in Ormond Beach, Florida. And if you do stop by, be sure to tell Taylor the Riley and Kimmy show said. Hello. Now, another event just around the corner with Mike Mundy, the zombie, just happens to be the Deland Comic and Collectible Show happening at the Volusia County Fairgrounds. By the way, big thanks uh, to the promoters. That uh, just happens to be our good friend Jim Kara, Lisa Kara, and also, uh, let's see, uh, Terry Moore, to name a few, mm-hmm. that uh, invited the Riley and Kimmy Show to this event. Now, Kimmy's going to be talking a little bit here about what to expect, who to see at the Deland Comic and Collectible Show, which is happening on Sunday, January 10th, from 10 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon to Volusia County Fairgrounds. And by the way, I, I, that zombie I was talking about, Mike Mundy, will be there, but there'll be other zombie, well, another zombie as well, and Kimmy has more information. Sure, the other zombie, Tim Proctor, also from The Walking Dead. Um, he, he is also an artist, illustrator. Yes, he is. If you get a chance uh, to check out uh, links we have to Tim on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, you can see just a wide range of beautiful art. He has sketch cards and has uh, also tile art, just to name a few. It's, it's gorgeous stuff. Mm-hmm. And then John Pauly Martino from The Godfather will be there, as well as Suzanne Susanna Lee, who has been in over a dozen movies, um, including the Hammer films and was even Elvis Presley's love interest uh, in a movie. And then we also have some awesome artists. We've got Tommy Castillo, Nathan Zerdi, and also an appearance, special appearance by the amazing John Didana and Phantasmagoria Orlando. Oh, boy, man. You know, I, I just stepped away here for a few seconds because I, I forgot. Yeah, Phantasmagoria. How could I forget? Phantasmagoria is going to be there. Uh, there will be some fire performance as well, I should say, weather permitting, uh, mm-hmm. there will be fire performances as well. And that, if you've never seen that or you've seen it ten times, uh, you it's just worth checking out again. Correct? Yes. And yes. that's happening Sunday, January tenth. We have a link to this a big event. It's the Deland Comic and Collectible Show at the Volusia County Fairgrounds, and we would not miss it. Big thanks once again to the promoters for inviting the Riley and Kimmy Show to this fun nerd event. Yes, can't wait. I can't wait either. By the way, some people just can't wait till the holiday clicks over to Christmas, and they're thinking about Christmas gifts, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Do you do you have my Christmas gift yet? Mm, I don't know. Oh well, I can't tell you. Okay, well, I thought we'd uh, go back in time a little bit and revolve around the world of Christmas gifts with old time radio, the Golden Age of Radio, and do an old time radio production. Now, what we're going to do is something that was pre I Love Lucy and influenced I Love Lucy. It's Lucille Ball's My Favorite Husband. Now, the show was on old-time radio for a number of years, and it was extremely popular, so much so when television started to uh, really, you know, catch on, and they were looking for programming, they, of course, rated old-time radio. And Lucy was one of the first they were tapping for TV, and this program, My Favorite Husband, really is I Love Lucy, and I can say that because the three principal writers of My Favorite Husband are those you will find on I Love Lucy episodes. And the differences are, there was a little retooling. Yes, Desi was not part of the My Favorite Husband show. He did not play her husband. But that was one of the demands Lucy had when the television network said, we want you on TV. She wanted Desi to be the husband. And they declined. She fought. She proved to them 
that it would work. They had this thing about mixed marriages in middle America at the time period. They said, that just will not play out. She said it will. She took the show, a sample of it on the road, played it in nightclubs, filmed it, and proved to the executives that this would work. And the rest is history. The show became big. Now, some of the episodes of My Favorite Husband, more than just some of them, they were retooled adjusted for TV, and you can find the influences with the radio program. Very fun show, especially if you love Lucy, because I I think, you know, she is just marvelous, and I love her from the films that she did before. I love Lucy, and I love her in this. It's just, her timing is just fantastic. By the way, these programs were done live in the day, so it's really cool to listen to those, too. And she... Plays around selling jello. I'm not making this up. It's just worth checking out. It's my favorite husband. Now we're going to go back in time to December 16th, 1949. The episode's called Christmas Gift on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Jello, everybody. <laughs> Yes, it's the new Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L-O Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O cup. Fioca puddings. Yes, and now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers, it's morning, and there are seven shopping days left until Christmas. George is eating breakfast, and Liz is in the kitchen with Katie, the maid. Katie. Yes, Mrs. Cooper? Have you any idea what George is going to give me for Christmas? Has he said anything? Not a thing. Oh, darn. I've got to find out. Why? Well, I'm knitting him a sweater, and, and if he's giving me something wonderful, maybe a measly sweater isn't enough to give him. Oh. On the other hand, if, if he's giving me some dinky little thing... Why should I knock myself out knitting him a beautiful sweater? Why, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, Katie, you don't think I'm serious. It's the thought behind the gift that counts. It doesn't make any difference to me what kind of a fur coat George gives me. <laughs> well, I wish I could help you. Well, don't worry, I'll find out before he leaves that breakfast table. Here, give me the coffee, I'll take it in. Ooh, jingle bells, jingle bells, dee dee dee. Good morning, dear. Good morning, Katie. What? Oh, I was reading. Uh, good morning, Liz, darling. Mm, how's my little husband this morning? Hmm? Uh, fine, thanks. Well, is there anything I can do for my sweet little ever-loving baby boy? Yes. Hmm? What? Stop trying to find out what I'm giving you for Christmas. <laughs> oh, you. Come on, George. Iris knows what she's getting. Mr. Atterbury's giving her a mink stole for Christmas. How does she know? She already picked it out and charged it to him. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good clue. Are you buying me a mink stole? Mm, if I bought you a mink, it would have to be sole. <laughs> I made a funny. But it wasn't very. 
Oh, well, if you won't tell me what I'm getting, at least you could tell give, sort of give me a hint. Oh, all right. It's, uh, it's big. Yes. And it's small. Huh? It also has long, shaggy hair and three wheels, takes out ink spots, and runs eight days without winding. That's what your mother gave us last Christmas. It is not. <laughs> Say, we never did find out what that was uh, for, did you, did we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, George. Tell me what I'm getting. Uh, well, I'll tell you this much, though. I've bought it, and it's in the hall closet, and I want you to stay out of there, understand? Understand. All right. Now, well, kiss me goodbye, honey. I'm late for the bank. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. Now, hurry down to the bank. What bank? Uh-oh. I gave him too many volts for this early in the morning. <laughs> Goodbye, dear. Bye. Mrs. Cooper. Hmm? Mrs. Cooper. Why are you standing there staring at the hall closet? George told me my present was in the hall closet and then made me promise to leave it alone. Only a man could think of a mean thing like that. What are you going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. And then what? Katie, you won't find me stooping to snooping I'm sure I won't Of course, if there happened to be something in there I needed I'd have to look in the closet, wouldn't I? Huh? Yes, ma'am What's in there that I might need? Well, there's your um, umbrella But the sun is shining Oh, and... how do you like that, Katie? Suddenly it looks like rain Mm, it has seemed to cloud up a little, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, there's my umbrella in back of this big Christmas box. Ooh, look, there's a little tear in the paper. Where? There. <laughs> oh, clumsy me. Well, now it's open. I guess there's no use turning back. Ooh, I'm so excited, Katie. I'll bet it's a dress I was hinting about from Miller's department store. <gasps> it's empty. There's nothing in this box. Oh, yes, there is. At the bottom. It's a car. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's see what it says. Well, I like that. What's it say? It says, I thought I told you to stay out of here, nosy. <laughs> well, that settles it. He's going to get a sweater and like it. <laughs> Knit two, pearl one, knit two. Oops! I dropped a stitch. Oh, dear. Well, I can save it if I just put my needle through this loop. Oops! There goes another. Oh, I guess I should have pulled this through. Oops! Oh, well, I was going to do that row over anyway. Darn it, this is slow work. Are you having trouble, Mrs. Cooper? Oh, I'm having an awful time with this sweater I'm knitting for George. Is that a sweater? Well, what does it look like? That's a very good question. <laughs> oh, I know it's a mess, Katie, and I can't understand it. I followed the directions exactly. Let's see. What's this thing sticking up here? Looks like a sock. It is. It is? Yes. The direction said, purl three inches and then knit a foot. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, it didn't mean that. I thought it seemed odd. 
I thought maybe I was knitting socks to match the sweater and I could cut them loose later. <laughs> I see. Well, the rest of it is... Wait a minute. What's this hole for? That's the neck. Oh. Then what's this hole next to it for? <laughs> oh, how do you like that? I left two openings for his head. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, you'd better rip it out and start over. No, it's a shame to waste all that work. I ought to give it to someone. Do you know anyone with two heads, Katie? <laughs> Not offhand. Oh, wait, I know. I'll knit a belt on the other end of it, and he can use it for pants. <laughs> no? No. Oh, I'm not good for anything. I wish I could knit like George's mother can. She doesn't even look at it, and it comes out just perfectly. Oh, that reminds me, Mrs. Cooper. Uh, Mr. Cooper's mother called before and said she was coming over this morning. Oh, Keen. I wonder what nosy Rosie wants. <laughs> she didn't say. Maybe she's just coming over to visit. Ha! Mother Cooper never comes over just to visit. She comes over to see what I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, what I'm not doing that I should be doing, what I'm doing that if she were doing it, she'd do it a lot better. <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Cooper isn't that bad. Let's face it, Katie. She only lives to see how badly I keep house. An unmade bed is like a transfusion to her. Gives her strength to run her finger along a table and see if there's any dust on it. Well, she won't find any dust in this house. Oh, you dreamer. <laughs> no, you can't win, Katie. Sometimes I think she's got dirt tattooed on the end of her finger. <laughs> oh, why did she ever move to town? I don't know. But brooding about it isn't going to get this sweater finished. I guess I'll have to rip most of it out. You'll never finish it by Christmas. Well, George will understand. I'll give him get, give him what I have done and tell him I'll finish it later. Yes, ma'am. Yoo-hoo! Anybody home? There she blows. <laughs> Mr. Cooper's mother. Who else walks in without ringing the bell? She knows if she rang it, I'd pretend not to be home the old... Uh, in here, mother! <laughs> I'll sneak upstairs and make the beds in case she goes up there. Oh, there you are, Elizabeth. How are you, dear? Fine, Mother Cooper. How are you? Well, here's a sight I never thought I'd see. Elizabeth Cooper dusting. <laughs> I'm not dusting. Oh, then why are you holding that dirty old dust rag? <laughs> That's a sweater I'm knitting. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dear. I didn't look very closely. Whose dog is it for? <laughs> Yours. <laughs> huh? It happens to be for George. For George? Oh, no! Oh, I could die! Yes, but you won't. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. I've hurt your feelings. How could you tell? Uh, come on in, Mother. Pull up a dust ball and sit down. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, I came over to talk to you about something. Yes? You remember you invited me to spend Christmas with you? Well, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Oh? Aunt Bessie wrote and told me she's going to be all alone for Christmas. So I think I should go there and spend it with her, don't you? Yes. What was the bad news? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Well, gee, I don't know. It means quite a change in our plan. Oh, well, then I... But uh, 
anything for dear old Aunt Bessie. Yes, the poor soul was wondering if you and George would mind giving me up just this one Christmas. Only one, huh? <laughs> well, I'll force myself. Uh, go to poor old Aunt Bessie. Oh, well, then it's all settled. I'll go right home and write Aunt Bessie. Aunt Elizabeth. Yes? If I may make a suggestion, dear... I wouldn't bother finishing that sweater if I were you. Oh, you wouldn't? Oh, now, please, Elizabeth. It's no disgrace not to be able to knit. You have other talents. I have? You must have. <laughs> I mean, uh, some wives can knit, and some wives can cook, and some are beautiful, and some are intelligent, and you're, uh... Uh, you're, uh... Uh... Well, I have to run along, dear. <laughs> Are you driving, or shall I call the Yellow Broomstick Company? <laughs> oh, my Elizabeth, you're so sensitive. Now, if I've said anything, it's just for your own good. My goodness, if I can't make a suggestion, then what am I here for? Oh, you're beginning to wonder, too. <laughs> I'm only trying to help you, dear. I don't want you to be embarrassed. You see, I knitted George a beautiful cashmere sweater. Oh, you did? Yes, and I don't want you to suffer through any comparisons. Well, goodbye, dear. What are you running your finger around the table for? Forget where you parked your gum? <laughs> Would you look at my finger? It's just black with dust. Well, there's only one thing for you to do. Talk to Katie? No, wash your hands. <laughs> that doesn't make your house any cleaner, dear. Oh. Goodbye. Don't bother coming to the door. Oh, Katie. Well, what's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? She's knitted George a sweater for Christmas. No. Yes, so I have to finish mine, and it has to be better than hers. Give me that knitting. Knit one, purl two. Knit one, purl two. Knit one, purl two. Oops! <laughs> It's dollars to a dish of jello that Liz will have a tough time getting out of that spot. But look, here's a holiday treat for your family they sure won't want to exchange. It's Christmassy jellied mincemeat made with rich red cherry jello. Just prepare cherry jello as usual, and when slightly thickened, fold in one cup of moist mincemeat. Chill until firm in individual molds, and garnish with rum flavored sweetened whipped cream. Good? Why, it's the zestiest holiday dessert that ever made Christmas merry. Sparkling red cherry jello, luscious with tempting mincemeat. All six delicious jello flavors fit right in the holiday mood. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. They're rich with locked in goodness, and they're bright and gay as a Christmas tree. So look for those big red letters on the box. They spell jello, and jello is a registered trademark of the General Foods Corporation. J-E-L-L-O! And now, back to the Coopers. Liz is still busily working on the sweater that she has vowed to finish for George by Christmas time. Knit one, pearl two. Knit one, pearl two. Knit one, pearl. 
Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> One pearl, two. One pearl. Are you still up, Mrs. Cooper? It's three o'clock in the morning. What day? <laughs> oh, I can't help it, Katie. I have to finish this sweater. How's it coming? I don't know. I haven't been able to see for two hours. It feels all right. Let me take a look. Well, you've licked the neck problem. Only one neck hole. Goody. <laughs> What's this thing? What? Oh, that's the sleeve. Oh. And what's this one? That's the other sleeve. Mrs. Cooper. Yes? What's this one? <laughs> oh, no! Three sleeves! Katie, do you know anybody with three... No. No. Well, here I go again. Liz the Ripper. I'm losing ground, Katie. By Christmas, I'll owe the sweater three balls of yarn. More coffee, Mr. Cooper? No, thanks. I'm late now. Uh, Tell uh, Liz goodbye for me, will you? Oh, here's Sleeping Beauty now. Morning, Mrs. Cooper. Morning, Liz. Hello. Open your eyes, dear. They are open. Well, maybe some food will help you. Try this. No, thank you. I don't like tomato juice. Well, that's not tomato juice. It's milk. Why is it red? <laughs> it isn't. That's the glow from your eyes. Ooh. Uh, what were you doing last night, Liz? Oh, just working in Santa's sweatshop. Hmm, making something for me? No. Oh, come on. What is it? Well, give me a hint. Now look who wants a hint. All right, I'll give you the same kind you gave me. It's got three arms, two necks, and a foot sticking out of its back. Liz, you're knitting me a sweater. What? Now, that was a pretty wild guess, wasn't it? Imagine you knitting a sweater. <laughs> Katie, hand me a knife and tell me where he is. Yeah, well, I've got to run. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. <laughs> I thought he knew for a minute. Oh, he's so smart. That's just another reason why I have to finish the sweater. Will you get me my knitting, Katie? It's in the hall closet. All right, but I think you should give your eyes a rest. I can't help it. I've got to finish. Mrs. Cooper, did you rewrap that box and put it back here in the closet? No, why? Well, there's another one here. Let's see. Oh, how do you like that? I didn't even see it. That must be my present. Open it, Katie. Me? Yes, then when George asks me if I open it, I won't be lying when I say no. <laughs> All the things I do. <gasps> oh, it's from Miller's. I, I hope it's... It is, Katie. It's the dress... But it's red. Bright red. Oh, that man. What was he thinking about? I can't wear red with my hair. If I put that dress on, I'd look like an unguentine ad. <laughs> well, you can get it exchanged for another one after Christmas. No, I can't. They only had one green one my size. Katie, I'm going out and exchange it right now. But what will Mr. Cooper say when you open the box on Christmas and the dress is green? Uh, I'll tell him the color ran. So long, Katie. <laughs> One, pearl two, 
Knit one. Pearl. Yes, ma'am, your name. Uh, just a minute till I finish this row. Knit one. Pearl two. Knit one. There. And when you get that sweater finished, are you going to try to exchange it? No. No, I'd like to exchange a Christmas present. I beg your pardon? I'd like to exchange a Christmas present. Aren't you a little late for last year? It's this year's Christmas present. Oh, well, in that case, what day is this? The 20th. For a minute, I thought I'd overslept. I uh, just happened to receive this present a little early. We've been snoopy, haven't we? Never mind. I'd like to exchange this for a dress that's the right color for my hair. Well, I don't think we have a dress that shade. Now, why don't you take a black one and give it a henna rinse? <laughs> oh, I'll bet you're a scream when you get out your chicken inspector badge. <laughs> Will you exchange this dress or not? Well, I'll exchange it on one condition, that you return my telephone cord. Now, what would I be doing with your telephone cord? Well, I don't know, but you've got it knitted into your sweat. Oh, <laughs> Well, I'm back, Katie. Did they exchange it? Yes, I got the most beautiful Kelly Green dress you've ever seen. Good. I'll get it. Hello. Hello, Liz. I just talked to Mother, and she's leaving a day earlier than she planned. Oh, how wonderful. For Aunt Bessie. I'm going to bring her by the house uh, to pick up her Christmas presents. You'd better have it ready. Okay, where is it? I put it in the hall closet. (laughs) You did what? I put it in the hall closet. It's a big box from Miller's. Miller's? Yeah, yeah, we'll be there in about an hour, honey. Goodbye. Well, wait a minute, George. Uh, Oh, Katie, I exchanged the wrong present. That dress was for Mother Cooper. No. Yes, and they'll be here in an hour. I'll have to rush down and exchange it again. Wait a minute. Why not let her take the new one? Oh, no, she can't stand green. It clashes with her complexion. (laughs) I'll see you in an hour, I hope. Uh... Uh, pardon me. Yes, madam. What can I do for... Uh, I'd like to exchange something, please. Well, what goody have we poked our nose into this time? Now, look. I'm in a hurry, and I want to exchange this dress. Didn't you just exchange a red dress exactly like this? Yes. I'd like the red one back in exchange for this green one. Hey, don't tell me. I know. You've rented yourself out as a stop signal. <laughs> Please, I don't have time to explain. Uh, Won't it still clash with your hair? No. Oh, I get it. You're going to dye your hair green. No! You're going to shave your head. All right, I'm going to shave my head and paint it green. Now, may I have my exchange slip? It's certainly here. And this. What? Will you bring your head in and let me see it? I made it. Did you get the red dress back? It's safe in this box. Are they here yet, Katie? Yes. Mr. Cooper and his mother just came in the front door. I told them you were upstairs. Thanks. And, Mrs. Cooper, I worked on the sweater while you were gone. There's only one row left to do. Oh, Katie. I put it back in the desk drawer. Oh, you're a darling. I better get in there and give Mother Cooper her present. (laughs) 
Hello, Mother Cooper. Elizabeth. Hi, Liz. Hi, honey. Well, Mother, here's your present. Oh, thank you, dear. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Liz. You've made a mistake. I've what? Oh, that's not Mother's present. It isn't? No, that's yours. No, 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 no. Well, it's nothing to get excited about. No? I'll get Mother's present. It's up on the shelf in the closet. What are you looking so glum about, dear? It's Christmas time. Be gay and happy. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Oh, go jingle your own bells. (laughs) How's your sweater coming, dear? Or did you give it up? (laughs) No, I didn't give it up. (laughs) It's right here in the desk drawer. Would you care to see it? Yes, right here. You... Oh, you bought this. No, I didn't. It isn't even finished yet, see? Your cab is here, Mother. Come on. Uh, coming, baby. Um, Elizabeth, let me see how you finished that neck. Ah, oh, yes. Wonderful. Well, let's go. You just have time to get to the station. Here's your present. Oh, thank you both, you dear children. Goodbye. Bye. See you after the holidays. Goodbye, Mother. Oh. What's the matter? Well, there's something cutting my ankle. Huh, it's a piece of yarn. Yarn? Yeah. Look, it goes all the way down the stairs and along the walk and into the cab with Mother. Oh, put your foot on it, George. Break it, quick! Oh, there it broke. I never should have let her near it. I wonder where it comes from. Look, it goes right in the door and along the hall and... into the living room and across the carpet and up on the desk and all. Liz, you are knitting me a sweater. And isn't it wonderful? You've got two inches finished already. Yes, Lucille, where to tonight? Come, Robert, we're going back, back, back to the dawn of civilization, the days of the caveman. Of course, no one will understand caveman language, so I will translate. Wilbur, a little prehistoric music. Translation. Get up, Neanderthal. Civilization just dawned. Translation. You don't love me, Neanderthal. You haven't hit me on the head with a club lately. Huh? Oh, sorry. I want Jello with its six delicious flavors: ugly, bugly, babby, oing, boing, and lime. Translation: strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and poop. Jello make you think of the real right ogobug itself. Translation: fruit. So look for big red letters on the box. They spell Jello, and Jello spells a treat. Because the. 
because the flavor is locked in and can't get out till your first delectable spoonful. Translation. Yum, yum, yum. Good night, Neander Bob. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas and New Year holiday season is a period of neighborly getting together and renewing community ties. It's a time when every American should be even more aware of the individual liberties he enjoys in the United States. And this freedom demands that each of us fulfills our duties as a citizen. To vote, to serve on juries, and to participate in community, state, and national affairs. By making our form of government work better here, we strengthen democracy everywhere. We provide an example of a free government which preserves the rights and the dignity of the individual. So remember, freedom is everybody's job. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball in the Columbia picture, Miss Grant Takes Richmond. And be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week. Presented by... J-E-L-L Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O cut. Fayoka puddings. Yes, sir. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.